And welcome back to another episode of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. This is Joe Von Offer. And you already know who I'm joined by. I'm joined by my guys, Harrison Brown, and our special guest, our first special guest on the pod. It's been a minute because he had a special guest on the pod. Outside of, outside of draft pods, which will be coming very soon. We're, we're booking up the Rolodex very quickly for that. We got our first guest here on the pod to wrap up the year. None other than Adam Rosenberg, a.k.a. Berg. He, he might be your parents favorite twitter twitter capper when it comes to betting or you know if you're looking for those insane prop bets that you just know are going to hit like Kirk cousins in prime time or Dak prescott throwing an interception in prime time Dak prescott like five minutes ago yeah yeah there you go he just has like all the angles that you might need so make sure you give him a follow on twitter as you see when we upload this to youtube you'll see the next twitter handles going on the bottom of your uh Bottom on your screen, but yep, Adam's here to talk uh, Eagles week 17 matchup against the Saints and look back at their loss last week to the Cowboys. However, before we do that, you already know the rundown here. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live, checking out the website, totalsportslive.com. Got a lot of great stuff on the website as usual. Harrison's got his NFL draft notebook up, giving you all the things you need to know about this year's draft class, including the D2 prospect you need to worry that you need to know about. Um, in the D2 ranks coming out of Shepherd University. Uh, need to read that and check that out along with all the other good nuggets and notes that he has up there right now on the site. So we have that up and uh, much more stuff coming up on the way. And also make sure you're checking out the podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from, just search it. I just know Anchor pushes it all out there. Search all of that. Total Sports Live TSL podcast. Again, appreciate everybody for tuning in and checking it out. But, fellas, glad to be here doing the pod with you this week. Like I said, Adam's our first guest to end the year since we haven't done an Eagles podcast. Well, I also, so I also, right I weaseled my one. way in. I weaseled my way in. I'm really excited to be here, but I weasel, I totally weaseled my way in because I like said to Javon, I'm like, I should be on your pod. He's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, I said it then like three days later, I'm like, no, I should really be on your pod because I got nothing to do. And he's just like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, guys, thanks for. Um, thanks for having me. Um, and obviously Javon, I know you pretty well, but Harrison, it's good to meet you, man. This is, this is good. I can, I, I always enjoy talking some Philly sports and sports in general. So this will be rad. And I'm excited to read your draft stuff. Cause as I'm watching bowl games, I'm looking at guys and I'm like, we make, we have a joke in our group chat of like, you know, who's a future Eagle. Um, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like I, I like, who's a future saint. Like all sorts of stuff, or is a future cult? <laughs> um, Will Levis. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, man, looking forward to to reading that. My biggest takeaway from the Bulls is that you know, KJ Jefferson's a big boy, and he's gonna be all. He's he's. I think that obviously he'll play next year for Arkansas. Like I, he's got a he's got a Jameis Winston build in like, but he can see kind of way. That guy, I think mm-hmm. I can, that guy can play. <laughs> yeah, Looks that's like the, the key part. He can see. <laughs> he's well. He's got like the Jameis Winston meets like Cam kind of body he's got a big yeah. body like i think he could take the hits too i think he, he looked good he looked real good last night yeah how excited was that game that game just in general it was really good well it was what's funny about that game is that um you know jelani daniels actually played all like terribly and he threw for 500 yards it was it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like the um the eagle super bowl against the pats like brady played awful and he threw for 500 yards like it was um that game was awesome because i was on i was on kansas and i was like this is dead and then what 15 points in the final minute oh that was that's why college is awesome because that would never happen in the pros you can never get that in 
because they won't let you can't do an onside kick in the pros. It just doesn't happen. No, 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 no. that's the beauty of beauty of bowl season. I was just about to say that. That's why college bowl games are so much fun. That's why, you know, they're trying to shrink the bowl season. I say expand it. You know what I mean? Let everybody have a bowl game. Let's see some crazy football. But I think you'll get more. You'll get more because if you're going to have the playoff, if you're going to expand the playoff, that makes the conference championship mean something. And so now you can allow Mm – like you can allow those five and seven or five and six schools to go in and do that. And it's, and it's good. Cause like people will pay to watch it. I sure. mean, like just started earlier. Like the fact that we had a week where we didn't have bowls was so weird. Um, now we're <laughs> yeah. in the good, now we're in the meat because we got it like every day we got four of them. So seriously, it's like it's a good. Tuesday and there's like three bowl games on. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's great. There was, I think that was on Tuesday. There was like a game on at like noon. I forgot yeah. who was playing was- at noon on Tuesday. Buffalo and yeah, um, Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern, who did not play well. Like that's the thing yeah. is that these schools that are like rom- rom- like romping through the season show up, don't show up at the end. Um, except the Syracuse game today, it was was exactly how I thought Syracuse was going to play. I went to Syracuse, so I'm just like they're terrible. So <laughs> we will see. <laughs> Definitely see, and you know, talking about a team that didn't play well last week but still had a chance to win like the Kansas Jayhawks the Philadelphia Eagles they had a chance to win the number one seed last week against the Cowboys but came up just a little bit short Minshew almost did Minshew type things almost leading that epic comeback driving down the field but he just couldn't get it done when it counted the most and they lose by six 40 to 34 in Jerry World like I said there's a lot of things to take away from this game I mean Minshew balled out you know despite the two interceptions Harkening back to his uh, Washington State days for throwing for 355 yards and tossing the ball around the park. And the defense was getting carved up in zone defense. Like it was like the Dak Prescott was playing on rookie mode in Madden. <laughs> and there was a bunch of and there was a bunch of turnovers in this game that just was uncharacteristic of this team. It's been kind of uncharacteristic the last two weeks. But that being said, fellas, you know, starting with you, Harrison, what was just what was just your biggest takeaway from their second loss of the season? Which is crazy to say, their second loss of the season. Last season, they were what? They already had like five to seven losses at this point in the year. Oh, this yeah, year was only two. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, last year they started the year off. So I think they took like five losses before they really got it going. Um, you know, yeah. I think like you said, second loss of the season, they're playing with a backup quarterback against a playoff team, a talented Dallas offense. I'm not really that worried about that out of them. I thought they had a lot of opportunities to win the game, really. You know, I thought for a lot of the game, they controlled the game. Um, they had their opportunities at the end. Just turnovers. At the end of the day, you look at the turnovers, you know, it's kind of been the story of the week. You're not going to win a game with four turnovers. And I think part of that is the transition from Jalen Hurts to Gardner Minshew. Anytime you go to a backup quarterback at any level, you know, there's, there's going to be some natural transition. I thought overall the coaching staff did a nice job putting the game plan together for Gardner. Uh, I thought Gardner looked comfortable thought he was ready and poised when the opportunity came. Um, and I think overall, you know, he's a talented quarterback. We've talked about it before. You could argue he's one of the, the 32 talentedest starting quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, he could be a starter at some point, you know, in these next few years. He's definitely that caliber of quarterback. So I thought overall, you know, disappointing loss. You know, you want to win that primetime game against the Cowboys Christmas Eve, you know, sweep them in the year, clinch the NFC East and home field advantage in, in a primetime game like that. But Overall, the Eagles still control their destiny. You know, they're 13-2. and two. They're the best record in the NFL, one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So I'm not going to sit here and overreact to a loss like that. 
was definitely yeah, I, about you, Bird. I agree with him, man. I mean, I agree. Like, it's that's the name of the game is not to overreact. It, it's the first time we've come out of a game with some injuries, like all season. Yeah. I mean, they're big ones. The lane's yeah, going to be a big that's one. That's the scary part. It's a scary thing, but I, look, they outgained them. Uh, like you said, they were up by they were up by ten twice. Um, a lot of this stuff was uncharacteristic, and you know, how many times is someone going to give up a third and thirty? Like they, because the, the thing is, is that you don't give <laughs> to, up the, like Eugene Hilton out of all people. Right? If you don't, you don't give out, you don't give up that third and thirty, then the game's over. We win that game, yeah, handily. It's fine. I mean, and also, you know, it the. Like I could, the argument's been made for both sides about how they clock the ball, obviously on that final drive, because you you essentially mm. gave up a down so that you could keep the timeout. But I, I think that just I don't, you know, I I, I think that Gardner Minshew is obviously a fresh out of college kind of quarterback that loves to run a two minute drill, and it just uh, things weren't. They probably could have done better with set pieces. I don't know if it really would have gone differently. Um, uh, th- that game always felt like, you know. Dallas was going to then come back and drill like a field goal or mm-hmm. something. Like, look, sweeping Dallas is tough, man. Like, we, like sweeping Dallas is hard. And this Dallas team is not good. The thing that actually I learned more about this is that this Dallas team, as we're watching them, you know, struggle to put away a preseason version of a already not great Tennessee Titans team. Dallas defense is not great. Zeagle's offense can hack, can do it with whoever's in charge. Um, I, I think that the, the, the consistent theme that we can, you know, talk about as we talk about next week, and Javon's always singing this, you know, they abandon the running game a lot of times, like in the, when, when things get tough and, uh, and I get it because you're like, you know, you want, it's so tempting to jump out there and they have these kind of weapons. They have these AJ Browns and Devonta Smith, like our, our wide receiver too could start for most teams. You can't do that because it changes the entire pacing of the game and it changes everything of the ball. And they did it. They did it again. They abandoned the running game midway through. And obviously it wasn't one of miles best days, but there's a lot of easy, easily fixable stuff, stuff that uh, they did convert like most of the third downs, which is something that I have as a key for next week. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not worried about yesterday. I'm worried about, or worried about this, this past Sunday and we're or Saturday. So weird. Uh, I'm, I'm more, I'm worried about the lane injury, but I, I like the plan around it. So. Yeah, like you said, that game in general, for the Eagles to be even in that position, right, to come up six points short with a chance to even win the game was incredible enough with a backup quarterback. And you mentioned time management. I mean, talk about the Cowboys' time management. Dak Prescott and them did not do a good job on their final offensive possession trying to, you know, kill the clock and kill the time. He goes out of bounds earlier in that drive down in the red zone and that stops the clock and then Eagles stop them with fourth down force them the field goal they still have a chance to get there but something that you mentioned and I think it's going to loom large as we know just through the rest of this regular season and into the playoffs is going to be the injuries right you mentioned Lane Johnson he's out uh with the abductor injury that he's not going to get surgery on and he's going to rehab it and play through it and then Avante Maddox I think just as big as the lane injury Avante Maddox injury is huge because the way he played in that Dallas game was incredible it was just flying around the field you know blowing up you know receivers Dak getting sacks on Dak Prescott well, almost had a sack on Prescott just couldn't bring him down but he was just all over the field flying around and now you you lose him to a toe injury and you're hoping that you get CJ Gardner Johnson back it's not a great spot for the Eagles to be in, fellas. But like you said, 
they do have some soluble options where Lane Johnson will be plugged in at. And then I think defensively, right, you hope you get CJ back potentially to put into that slot position and maybe go read Blankenship over the top, who's been pretty solid for the most part when he's played. Not Kayvon Wallace, but Reed Blankenship. <laughs> Who would have thought a few Kayvon. years ago you'd be saying that? Yeah, you know, we know, were right? all on on Kayvon. Um, yeah. Get what? Out of Clemson, right? Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, we were all yep. in on that. And just there are people, there are Philly area, name, we'll not name their names, but there are Philly area bloggers and podcasters who were very high on him before the season, but that guy can't read a defense. Um, I think Reed's all right. Um, I think he's fine. There's a reason why he didn't have a job before, but I think he's fine. Yeah. And look, CJGJ is coming back, but I think he can put him in the slot. Maddox, not having Maddox just stinks because he was, we haven't had him all year and there's a huge difference when he's not there. Right. And he's just, yeah, he's just one of, he's just such a good tackler too. You know, he just really plays it up. So. And That's a really good take point advantage. About right. And teams, Harrison, take advantage of the Eagles in the slides. We saw Josiah Scott. Every time Josiah Scott's in that slot, when Maddox is out, opposing offenses are just picking at him and just going at him. Just like, yeah, of course. Like, He's just standing there and it's just like attack him, attack him, attack him in the slot. And you're just looking at it on TV like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please, somebody give him some help because they're they're going to literally attack him every time in the slot. Yep. Definitely. And I think the Eagles whole secondary and just their defensive philosophy right now is kind of under fire after last week's game. I think a lot of people are having a little bit of nightmares of last season, sitting in zone a lot, sitting in soft <laughs> coverages, eight yards off the ball, letting a quarterback just tear them apart all game. And that's really what Dak did. I mean, you look at it, you look at the numbers in zone, they were really efficient and man, they struggled. And I mean, they, they hit some throws in man, right? But CD lamb had a huge game, 11 catches or 10 catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. You know, it, it, that's concerning for the playoffs. I think more than anything, more than anything offensively, I think the way the defense played overall is concerning. And then I'm interested to hear what you guys think they should do in regards to Lane Johnson. Should it be Jack Driscoll, a guy with 14 career starts, eight of which are at right guard, five at right tackle, so he has some experience there? Or do you maybe move Jordan Mailata to right tackle, start Andre Dillard at left tackle? I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I mean, that's going to be a big decision this week for the Eagles. Javon, you want to go first, or you got thoughts? I have thoughts on this one. You can go, you can go and then I'll chime in. So the so I thought about this a lot. Um, you can't have Dillard on the field at all. Like, um, that's basically like what I can sum it up to. Like, so Driscoll's a swing tackle. We're getting really in the weeds here. Driscoll's a swing tackle, like backup. <laughs> He's like, he can play, like he can play multiple positions. He keeps you thin, though, otherwise, after that, because then Dillard's essentially your last guy. Mm -hmm. If you move my lotta to the right side where he's uh, where he actually gave up a sack to Hassan Reddick um, last year, um, but in some limited time when he was in right tackle. The, the problem is, is that it's not his natural position. Um, it's pro and you've weakened your blind side uh, with a guy who I absolutely do not want as in the blind. Like Dillard's not the guy, and I just I can't have him doing that. It makes sense if you really if you think that Lane is out for a long period of time. That, like the rest of the playoffs, that's different. It sounds like they're gonna, they're you know they're gonna try to get that by and they're gonna kind of assess it week to week. But I um I I, I can't I, I think the better way to go Driscoll can fill in. I think you change up how you're gonna do your playing and just probably don't put a lot of pressure on the passing game and try to maybe go back to the running game and make this mm -hmm. less of a have to have a clean pocket and more about 
we're going to just grind this out. We're going to hand this off. We're going to do this, which I think is a really good way to beat the Saints and go from there. I just don't want Dillard on the field like at all. I just don't. That it, it bothers me to no end that that is kind of like the, the thing that was even thrown out there. I just, he just, the guy ain't it. So like, I can't do that. Yeah, it yeah. In this spot, this time in the playoffs, like you said, you gotta kind of go with your best combination and maybe Driscoll at right tackle's the best option. Because like you said, he's like that swing tackle, almost like how who was it before? Uh Vitae was like the Vitae tackle, was you know? prior was also that prior, guy. Yeah, prior, yeah, yeah. So having him be that swing tackle, and the good thing, right, is you have Driscoll being the swing tackle for what the last two games of the regular season, so he'll get the reps and get the reps that you need, you know, just in case something, you know, God forbid happens, Lane can't play in the first playoff game. It's like, all right, you got to put Driscoll at right tackle, but he's played two regular seasons, you know, at right tackle. And I also like what, you know, said about just the running game, something like you said, they have to get back to like, you have three quality running backs. We've all shown that they can carry the ball at least 10 times a game. Right. Miles is showing you that you give him 20 carries and it'll go to work. I mean, even when he has less than 20, we saw it against the, did against the Giants where he had 144 and was just ripping runs off. And same thing with Boston Scott. He's had, you know, his moments. Kenny Gainwell, he's not a guy that you probably want to give 10 carries to, but a guy you want no. to see get featured in the offense, maybe 10 touches, 10, 15 touches yep. a game. And maybe even Trey Sermon. I'm not going that far, but, you know. <laughs> I, look, I love Trey. I I love I I think that Trey Sermon's a great project. And there he must yeah. he must I mean I haven't looked you guys will probably know better than I he must stink at pass protection and be terrible at blocking despite his body. But I loved Trey Sermon obviously in college. Uh I thought he looked great in that um championship game, like the national championship. Like that dude's mm-hmm. a big boy, and I think that he I would love to see he he could if he got it together being every down back, but there's a reason why he hasn't really stuck on teams and probably not good fundamentally on the blocking side but who knows uh i, I like trey sermon I, I i like him being a project on the eagles but i also liked um what's his name we had holyfield's kid remember uh, oh, uh last year yeah yeah, yeah. He, he and i like him football, didn't he yeah yeah he yeah yeah uh, who else yeah. we have we had um you know i was a i was a kid job barter guy you know sure. who, who yeah, survived yes. multi who survived who was a chip kelly guy who survived mm-hmm. a chip kelly regime and stuck around. I like that guy. I thought he that guy had a lot of NFL football. He was on the Panthers yeah. for a while. He was on the Panthers he, for a while. Yeah, he was around. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was on the Panthers. I thought he ended up – he ended up in – I want to say – was he in the CFL? I, yeah, I was going to say maybe the CFL. Yeah. yeah. I think he went to the CFL. Good return guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him yeah. a lot. Me and Javon could do this all day. Just start naming random players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Javon's like Javon's very, very good at that side. He's just like, yeah, what about this guy who played who had a cup of coffee with the yeah. Hamilton Wildcats? You know? <laughs> like, right. We like Josh Huff playing in the CFL. The Josh Huff, yeah. Great one. Chip Kelly. Who's the, guy, I don't know. who's the guy who came out? Who's the guy who played for the played for the Jets? Um uh oh, yeah. who was that last that week, you right? loved? Uh, yeah. Chris Traveler. There you go. That's, that's it. Yeah, we love that guy. That that that, that, that guy is your dude. So hey man, if you can um, if you can cut it, if you can cut it in the CFL, just just getting rushing touchdowns on short on like second and short, then you got a spot in the NFL somehow, some way. I agree. I agree. Similar so. to uh Taysom Hill, who the Eagles are gonna face this week. Real oh God, that. please. Don't don't, <laughs> don't get Johan started on Taysom Hill. Don't get me on Taysom Hill. 
it can go bad real quick. <laughs> yeah, really. Taysom Hill. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we're going to like Taysom Hill. There's a there's a gift that I always send around <laughs> whenever I see Taysom Hill, and it's just like, you know, it's not appropriate for air, but it's fun. <laughs> um, but it, like, like I Taysom Hill is. I, I don't know why Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill would not have a job if Sean Payton didn't owe somebody clearly a favor. Sean uh, family loved Taysom Hill. He loved Taysom Hill. <laughs> loved Taysom he loves Taysom Hill. Stuck by Hill. him through anything. Anything. And the guy was not. The guy could not do it. And I'm like, they. He loved him. He might be their best offensive weapon right now. We were talking about this pre-show. Kamara hasn't gotten going. Michael Thomas has missed the last two years. I mean, yeah, and a lot of hurt. Yeah. Um, those guys. I mean, that's the thing is that Taysom Hill is like an X factor, but he's but he's you know, at the end of the day, he's just a fullback. He's just a fullback. He's just a fullback who has the ball earlier than everybody else. Right, fullback really who can take is. snaps. Yeah, like yeah he's Mike Allstott who could take snaps. Is really what it is. Yeah. So um, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not happy with Rich Gannon right now. With Rich Gannon, which um, with Rich Gannon, Gannon right now, but um, <laughs> yeah, I always, always saying Rich Gannon. I'm like, that's just my age. Um, no, I'm not happy with him right now, but I would love to think that he can game plan around um, Taysom Hill. For sure, for sure. Well, we're about to talk about this that Saints team coming up in a few minutes. But before we do that, you got to talk about the Eagles starting quarterback. That's an MVP candidate. Some might say he's not the MVP, but that's a whole discussion in the podcast for an entirely different, uh, entirely different day. Jalen Hurts returned to practice on Thursday in a limited fashion after not practicing on Wednesday. But there's been this ongoing discussion. It's been permeating for like the last few days. If what do you do with Jalen Hurts? Do you start him, you know, on Sunday? Or do you, based on how Minshew has played and he played last week, do you sit out Hurts for another week and say, you know what, roll with Minshew, try to lock him to number one seed and rest up, get, get, get rest up Hurts for the playoffs? Uh, I mean, I think like this weekend – uh, look, if he if he look if he can if he can practice and play, then he can practice and then he plays. Right, like, that's really the thing. Getting this number one seed is paramount to everything because it gives everybody that extra week, that extra two weeks is going to be it's going to be huge because then you don't have to because if you get look if they get it this week, then he can sit for a week and then he can sit for another week and a half. And it's fine. If you don't get it this week, he's got to play some series. He's got he's got to treat then week eighteen like a preseason game. You have to, mm-hmm. and he gives him some series because you can't have him cold for a month. Um, no. I think he's more hurt than he is, than people are letting on. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think that him practicing today was a smokescreen to get Dallas very worried about tonight. Um, because that's like Sirianni, you got to remember, he's one of us. He is. And like, what would what would <laughs> we do if, if we knew that Dallas thought that they had a chance at getting the um, uh, the division, the division, the number one mm-hmm. seed? I would absolutely get my MVP out there practicing making throws on camera and doing that and i would do that because then if i'm the dallas cowboys i'm getting word of that and i'm freaking out it's a really good because point. now you're going into a game on prime time thinking like well does this game even matter is he gonna play this weekend like what are we even playing for are we just gonna be the like you get and they're they're by the way man they look okay 10 to 6 like the so i i think it's a smoke screen i think he's i think he's serious i think he is you can't keep doing quarterback draws and halfback draws as a quarterback and not get hurt. Like he is, he's probably banged up. And, you know, unfortunately, probably like the reason why they kind of let him go with it is 
it limits what they're gonna have to pay him later. I mean, he's so great, but like this is what they're doing with this is what happened with Lamar is that like Lamar mm-hmm. has taken so many hits that he's lost 150 million dollars of his own value. So right. um, but like I mean, last year Jalen was getting knocked out. This year mm-hmm. it's obviously been a lot better. Um, but you know, he I think that he has to pl- he doesn't play this weekend while they're figuring out what the deal is with Lane, uh, unless he abs- unless like he's completely healthy. If they lose this weekend, he has to play next week. He has to get reps either way in week 18. Yep, definitely. What about you, Harrison? Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I, we were tuned into our guy Nick Earnshaw today on 97.3, and him and Ryan were having this same discussion. You know, do you put Jalen back in? I think if they win this week, give Jalen a drive week 18 if he's up for it, if he's capable for it. Because Nick made the point, do you really want him sitting out for a whole month, for five weeks almost, you know, with no game reps? You'd like him to get a little bit of game reps, but for this week, I don't really see any point to rush him back onto the field, in part because I think they can win the game with Gardner Minshew. I mean, they're expected to win the game with Gardner Minshew right now. Um, you know, this Saints team, certainly they have some talent at different, you know, different parts of their defense. Um, Tyron Matthews, obviously, an established veteran in this league, but Marshawn Ladmore has been out since, what, like week three? Um, he yeah. might return yeah. this week. He, you know, he's working through the, the practice schedule right now. Their secondary is pretty young outside of their safeties. Marcus May is dinged up right now as well. Um, you know, Dennis Allen's a longtime defensive coordinator in this league. It's, this, it's pretty much the same Saints defense it's always been. They like to bring some pressure, um, aggressive, athletic team. But I, I don't think it's anything that really concerns you. And, and like Adam mentioned, you know, Lane's going to be out this week. Do you want to roll Jalen back out there, especially if he is more hurt than they're letting on? Do you really want to roll him back out there with Driscoll? I mean, Cameron Jordan's not the Cameron Jordan of 2014, 2015, but, you know, that's still a quality pass rusher. They still have a quality defensive line in general. So I'm good with Gardner Minshew for this week. I think they, you know, should be favored and are favored to win the game with him. Um, And I think giving Jalen a little bit more time, you know, like another thing Adam mentioned, he's probably dinged up anyway, even outside of this collarbone issue. It's been a long season. He runs the ball a lot. Um, He's been smart with some of the ways that he's gotten out of bounds, slid, avoided hits. I think he's done a nice job of that, but just naturally, I mean, taking sacks and everything like that, he's got to be dealing with some lingering things. So give him this week, maybe a driver to in week 18. Hopefully you have it clinched. If not, you definitely have to play him for the full game. Yeah. Yeah, I also have this feeling. I have a feeling that they, that we might see some funny business uh, this weekend because like, it's very clear that the NFL would love for a lot of things to come down to week 18 and not have a primetime match <laughs> with right, the Eagles right. and the Cowboys that turns into friend of the program and guy who we all love, Tyree Jackson, um, touchdown hey. mania, because we know that he's our week 18 hero. Um, <laughs> yes, I don't think the is. NFL wants that at all. I think the NFL wants us to come down to that. So, uh, you know, there's a little bit of hesitation with me, but I think that, that I think Hurts practicing was a mind game thing today. Yeah, same, same thing. I'm always hesitant, especially if you don't practice Wednesday, but then practice Thursday, but you're limited. My thing is, let's see what Friday says, right? If he's, as I said to somebody earlier, if he's limited, goes to practice Friday, he'll likely be question, listed as questionable, which means we're still playing mind games to get to Sunday morning where you'll probably find out who's going to be the starter, which also plays mind games with the Saints, right? Because they see Hurts practicing, they're like, oh, all right, now we got a game plan for Jalen Hurts now. Then the Eagles say, hold on, no, not actually. We're going to just run Gardner Minshew out there. So now the whole offensive, defensive philosophy now changes. But like you guys said, at the same time, too, they can win it with Minshew. Like the way he played yeah. against a Cowboys defense, that is that was 
for majority of this season, like a very good scoring defense. Obviously, they've fallen off the waist and fallen off just completely with some of the, you know, embar- some of the embarrassing ways they've just given up points. There's no reason why Minshew can't do the same thing, minus the turnovers. Get rid of the turnovers. If he has the same stat line last this last week that he has this week without the turnovers, Eagles win this one in a in a blowout. I think. I agree. Yeah, um, I, you talk, for for this week. I mean, for uh, it, it if they if I, Gardner's obviously like he's not built. He's not built to hand the ball off because um, he's he's little. He's not he's not as big, and he likes to throw the ball. Um, you know, and he can. He's a prodigy of Mike Leach, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> I but it, uh, so many things are solved if they commit to the running uh, run game. I mean, the 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 Saints are twenty third in opponents rushing yards given up. Uh, Eagles are third in gaining rushing yards. Like exploit that, suffocate this team, and just keep doing it and grind them in there, and grind it and grind it and grind it. Um, you know that winning turnover turnover battle, like we like you know we talked about before, and like this third down stuff is like, those are going to, you know, those are all going to be the keys to this, but Minshew's capable. That's the thing you mentioned it, Harrison earlier. I'd start Minshew over Zach Wilson. I'd probably cool. start him over Mike white. Like I know everyone's really into yeah. Mike white, but I would yeah. still start him. I would start him over Mike white. I would start him over Carson Wentz. I would definitely start him over Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, yeah, question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, right now, right now I would start him over Tyler Huntley, but, Javon knows yeah. I'm a big Tyler Huntley guy. I love Utah quarterbacks. So like yeah. I will, I will, I am a big, I'm a big Tyler Huntley fan. I think I, Tyler Huntley also has no one to throw to, but um, yeah. no. trying to go through the teams, like who else I would Carolina. start him over? Like I'd start him over, I'd start him over Teddy. I'd start him over Mac Jones. Yeah. There's Jones, a lot of, yeah. like, there's a lot of guys that I would start him over. Um, uh, I'd start him over Jared Stidham for sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so like, I mean, we just, re- we just went, like, we just went through like eight teams, portion of the league. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, he can do it. Um, he's he is like I, I don't think like here's the thing that you know not to change gears, and it's blasphemous to say this as a Philadelphia like as a guy from Philly. I'm stuck here. Live, I live in Boston, but as a guy from Philly, you know Nick Foles isn't really good. I Ooh. like Nick Foles was yeah. Nick Foles. Nick Foles metric wise is not a good quarterback. He you know when he had he had oh, one no. good Metric-wise, year 2013. Yeah. I was actually at that game, that Raiders game where he threw for seven touchdowns, which was really? super random. <laughs> it's a funny story. Irvin Fryer was right behind me, and dude, I don't know if you have ever seen Irvin Fryer in, in public, but he rolls deep, and he had like he had this like it was like almost like um like it was like some New Jack City stuff. Like he had like this his coat and he was all bundled because it's Oakland. It's actually kind of cold. Later and the year. next day he got he went to jail for tax evasion. Oh, but wow. I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, are you I'm oh, like yeah. prior? He goes, Yeah, I'm like, you were my favorite wide receiver growing up. And um, yeah, he went to jail. He knew he was going to jail, so it was like oh, his last day he had to do that tax stuff. He was just like uh, yeah, whatever. It was like a white collar crime or whatever. And then he did he served, I think he did something for like a year. But anyway, but no, but so Nick Foles, his 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 um his um um uh his uh playoff numbers are through the roof mm-hmm. but the guy actually has metrics that are not great across the board mm-hmm. and it's and it sucks and i you know i think that gardner Minshew is definitely a lot better than nick Foles. I'll agree with you there. Nick Foles has got the intangibles, though, man. Put him in Philly in, in January or February. It's a guaranteed win. Feel confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that, that, that's, I mean, that, well, that did work. No pressure. 
And it works. That did work. It totally that, works. That did work the 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 year after they won the Super Bowl and Wentz got hurt. They called Nick Foles and it was just like he was great. Oh, he was really good. Well, what's funny it's is that when usual. like was and then the following year, Wentz had like his best statistical years. Actually, was better than his MVP his MVP year. Uh, with the twenty the twenty nineteen year after that, but the mm-hmm. that twenty eighteen year, yeah, um, Foles was fine. He was good. Um, Foles is always gonna be high variance. So the, the point of all this is that. They're high variance quarterbacks is the problem. And like, it's either a very good throw or it's a very bad throw. Minshew's issues are always going to be that he's not tall enough to probably see over a lot of the guys. And like, he was having a lot of trouble leading with AJ Brown. And uh, he was mm-hmm. not having trouble with Devonta Smith because Devonta Smith's fast enough that he can just make it all happen. So, um, yep. but look, uh, he, I don't think he really utilized the tight ends. Well, like he'll, he'll do fine. Um, but you know, I think also, we're waiting. There's another shoe that feels like it's going to drop that hasn't yet. You know, if, the, if, if, if it's really going to be a Philadelphia nightmare, <laughs> something else is going to happen. And I don't even, I don't even want to think about it. I hear you. I mean, that Wentz injury back in the day, that felt like the shoe and then falls, but no, I mean, I, I like the point you made about Minshew. He, he is, he's, he's a real, you know, roller coaster of a quarterback he always has been ever since he took over for Foles that first game of his career when he was a sixth round draft pick and he took over in Jacksonville, it's either a, Beautiful touchdown pass or a, what are you doing interception? I mean, he, he's always <laughs> going to be a fun quarterback, a, a guy that a lot of people root for and like. So, you know, it's interesting to see him out there. I, I think these are probably his last games with the Eagles. I think he'll be on a new roster next yeah. year where he's either yeah. got a shot to compete or just a better situation for him overall. I, I don't think this is the best situation. And you mentioned he didn't throw the tight ends a lot. That was surprising because he really – Really was, surprising. He, him and Dallas Goddard had that great chemistry in that Jets game last year. People were really expecting – that to be a duo. Mm-hmm. Goddard's still getting back from injury. Maybe that's a part of it. Um, would be I mean, would be good to see that. Fifty yards, and you barely touch your tight ends. Like three catches for Dallas Goddard. I mean, it kind of goes to show the game that AJ Brown and Devontae Smith had. They had no problem with Travon Diggs. I mean, from the start of the game, too, are, AJ Brown. Those you know, guys are really. Those guys are like. Hey. Like, this is like everyone wants to talk. You know why Trayvon Trayvon Diggs lives lives fast and dies fast because the guy gets seven interceptions because he ball hawks and he makes these leaps and then he misses half the time. Hey, and it worked mm-hmm. seven times a year, but there is a lot Absolutely, of plays. Absolutely, man. He's you know. he's like the Matt Stairs of like you know, safeties. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to swing for the fences every time. That's a comp right there. That's a great (laughs) (laughs) You guys get it. When they I, mean, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, 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 man. He just tries to go for a run every time. It's like, all right, dude. I'm not worried about – I, you know, and it's the whole thing about this Dallas game. I'm not worried about playing Dallas again in the playoffs at home having mm-hmm. – I'd be more worried if we beat them because it's very hard to beat a team three times. It is very um, yeah. Tampa Bay obviously got swept and on their way to the Super Bowl, and then they beat the Saints in the playoffs. Like, it is um, it is hard to do that. Uh, Dallas is Dallas doesn't scare me. I think yeah, the energy that, that game would be insane, though. Imagine the city oh, that yeah. week and Xfinity Live that night and just the streets in general. And how about the fact that neither team has had their starting quarterback in the matchup? Cooper Rush started in week six, Gardner Minshew last week. That's true. I mean, it, would just, it would be a matchup. There, there's an easy storyline right there. It, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Dallas I mean, got to get to that point, though. Dallas does Dallas have to get, to get there. Point. Dude, Dallas has to play. If Dallas, Dallas has got to play three road games to get to the Super Bowl. Good luck. Because, like, we're one of the few places – the one seed is so important because we are one of the few places where home field really matters. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you saw saw the year that he went to the Super Bowl, right? Just having that home field for those two games were just imperative. Even that Falcons game where it just looked like, oh, God, they're going to lose 
as the number one seed to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on the Falcons, and, and they just somehow get it together. And I think they beat the Vikings if that game's in Minnesota, but it's definitely not 38-7. to seven. I can promise you that. It, it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No way, you know? Yeah, it's – um. God, that game was amazing because people forget that the Vikings were up seven nothing on in that game. Like they ju- they got the yeah, they got the jump true. on us, man. They got the jump on us right away. Patrick Robinson, Patrick Robinson, who basically is CJGJ, and then they ended up playing together. They're yeah. basically the same guy, except oh, Patrick Robinson true. allegedly is one of the worst teammates like ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a reason why he like was not back, but like Patrick Robinson. That's what I've just I've just from what I've read from like Rube and some other yeah. guys. But um, uh, which, by the way, a friend just reminded me that if Dallas loses this game tonight, we actually clinch the division unceremoniously yes. tonight. Right. Um, yep. But the uh, yeah, that I can't believe they were up. They were up seven nothing, and then we just smoked them. That like just it. smoked them out of the building. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey awesome. was getting wide open down the field. <laughs> Doug Peterson was like, we're going to call a flea flicker to Tory Smith. Flea flickers. Well, well that was the thing about that team. And then I don't know what they're going to do with this team. That team saved all their tricks for the playoffs, and it was yeah. mm-hmm. pretty wild. <laughs> it was like like stuff no one had seen before. Like, guys, guys, like, look at that. I'm pointing to it over here. Uh, I'm pointing to my at last. But, like, we have freaking Philly special. It was it was like, what the hell were we doing? Oh, it was yeah, awesome. Too. You know, like made yeah, it broke Trey, right. Trey Burnett's career. Um, <laughs> like that guy never did anything. He signed a huge deal with Miami, and saying, then he, he got paid. Yeah, he, he got, got paid. paid. He got paid. Done. <laughs> he got paid. That's all. That, yeah, that's man. all. That's all that matters. Well, now that's we have a quarterback that, that would like love to run an RP. You know, give him an RPO. Uh, uh, he'll take oh, yeah. it. So, sure. yeah. Hey, you never know. You might see Jalen Hurts in a, in a in a crazy trick trick play with him split out wide. That would be some. Really crazy stuff. I mean, he's a team player. He would do it. Who on our team? So, I mean, here's how you know. If they activate Greg Ward for a game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Greg Ward's got like every quarterback. Yeah, Houston Cougar. He's got like every record for them. Uh, I think he did. Then they all got broken by tune, I assume. But but he does. There's a couple other guys who have. Uh, passing experience, but I'll, anytime Greg Ward was on the field, it was kind of like, oh, we could see, we could see one. And I think he had, he, they did it at once. It didn't work, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. They, they used for that. For it. I love Greg hey, maybe Ward. They'll, for that maybe they'll use, maybe they'll use Tyree Jackson. And then oh, there you like, go. That's a good call. Like he's already on the roster. He's on the roster. <laughs> I was already on the Jackson. roster. Tyree Jackson's going to go somewhere it. else, and he's going to be fantastic. And that's a so. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a good one. So we talked we talked through our keys to victory for the Eagles. Turnovers. They only had one last game. Gotta get more. Third down. New Orleans 29th in the league in opponent conversions. Eagles are eight of fourteen last week, which is tremendous in the in the run game. Gotta get it going. You got Sanders, you got Scott, you got um Kenny Gainwell, you got the horses to run them, run, run that ball against them and we got to talk about before we wrap up the betting side of things here since we have Berg on the show who knows all numbers <laughs> and all angles on the betting on the betting spectrum here the eagles right now depending on what book you use as always we on the show promote line shopping when best available too as we do our anytime touchdown please 
not this week, but we always promote line. Oh, your anytime touchdown plays are great. You had what? You had one bad week, but everything out the what the one week where I was like, I'm gonna bet the board, and I was like, this is the not a yeah. Yeah. But the other week, but, the, sorry, but, but every week. other week, you guys are crushed. You guys are crushing it. So like, I want everyone at home to know you guys are the guys for this one. It's pretty good. I love it. We what's the name? Well, we, we, sorry the for that one week. <laughs> Yeah, we, yo, we crazy like capped that entire week so well. We was like, oh, Maris going to score. Zonovan, yeah. Zonovan's going to score. Christian Kirk Zonovan. is going to score. What a made up like, name, right? The, yeah. the Zonovan. Bam Knight is such, his nickname Bam though Knight. is so yeah. great. Bam, Bam Knight, Knight. Yeah. oh, God, that's a hard, that's a metal nickname. I love that nickname. <laughs> Running the ball, Bam Knight. Bam Knight. Um, but yeah, I look, I think it's it's six and a half. Or it's, it moved to five at one point because of um, – Yeah, I saw five at a couple hurts. of uh, Here's the thing. I woke up and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Saints, like this will be the thing. And then I kind of went through those metrics for you. Here's the thing about when you have a big spread with a team like that, um, you want to look at third down conversions and like who's bad at it and who's not because if you're not stopping a team on third down, it means they're probably getting chunk plays. Uh, if they're getting chunk plays, it means they're getting better field positions. They're getting better field position. They're probably getting more access to points. More access to points means they will cover. I think that the Eagles cover this weekend. Um, 17-10 still covers, guys. Um, uh, even if they don't, the the thing I, I think that if they they run this through the like the Saints can't score. Um, uh, they're not like, this isn't a team that's, that's built to do much of anything. And they've, for whatever reason, James Winston's still in the doghouse. As long as Andy Dalton is on that and this team is trying to get turnovers of which the saints are bottom in the league in terms of giveaways, um, bottom of the league. They don't, they don't take it away a lot either. Eagles are able to do this. Um, they, it should be a mismatch. They should run them out of the building and they're really motivated because if they beat the saints, they they beat the Saints. They get their they already have their draft pick. This draft pick this becomes the Bijan Robinson watch. Yep. Which, by the way, like, give it the rich get richer if that happens. I think they I think they should actually draft a an edge rusher. But but whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. I'll take Bijan Robinson. Won't be <laughs> won't be upset about it. Um, the uh, but yeah, they they do that and then they clinch the one and they clinch the one in the division. Um, all of the things. So this is probably the most motivated that you will ever see an Eagles team. So I think yeah, how, how many times does it work out like that where you're playing a team and if you win, it improves your draft stock somehow? I, I mean, it's a pretty rare occurrence, but it's pretty rare. It is really rare, especially this late. But, but, but what a terrible deal that was yeah. that. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, looking yeah. back at that, there's so, there so many there's so many teams in that top 10 that did so many bad trades. The yeah, bad the trades. This that, was a, like, that was totally an awful trade. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, like maybe I mean, don't get me wrong. Lav is perfectly fine and is going to be part mm-hmm. of the roster for a while. But that's not who they needed. They lost Armstead in that offseason. Like, this isn't a Saints podcast, but like they lost like their left tackle in the offseason, <laughs> and they don't. They didn't really have a well. They, we thought it was going to be James Winston, so they didn't build around having like there was plenty of tackles available. Like they could have traded up and taken. I thought they were going to trade up and try to go for Neil, like yeah. or something like that. Um, said they let the Giants do all like if <laughs> the Giants have an incredible draft. Um, yeah, the do. Saints are that was puzzling, but it's fine for us. I'll take it. So, yeah, I mean, just in general, they're they're a tough team to predict quarterback wise for next year. Sitting in like pick forty right now. I mean, maybe a mid round second pick. You know, you're maybe Hendon Hooker. Is there going to be their draft? Maybe, yeah, I don't know if you want to. Do you want to draft another quarterback off an ACL injury? I hear you. I, I, I mean, I mean, you know who'd be great for that team, and we talk about him a lot. 
I think Anthony Richardson would be fantastic on this. If he's there or if they move up, you know. And I, I, I have a, I know everyone's really high on him to go in the in the in the first round, but like I see him as an, a late first round guy just because mm-hmm. look, they're gonna ding him, they're gonna ding him for um they're gonna ding him for when he didn't do well and they're gonna ding him for size, they're gonna yeah. ding him for his arm. But I think that he is further along than a Malik Willis uh, had way better coaching this year. So that I think he did a lot better. I, I think Anthony Richardson can absolutely be an NFL quarterback. And if you could get him, if you could trade up and get him at like 28, 27, I'm perfect. If I'm a saints fan, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to trade Kamara and then I want to trade, yeah. uh, get rid of Kamara. And then I'm probably, um, uh, what's get rid of Michael Thomas. Probably get rid of yeah, that money. Get rid of that money. Uh, who's, um, uh, I'm looking his name up right now because it's gonna bug me. Deuce Vaughn. Get um yeah. is Deuce Vaughn is Deuce Vaughn gonna be in the draft? Is Deuce yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. Deuce Vaughn so. like reeks of being a saint. Uh, <laughs> either him or um is it what's his name? Who's the guy from Tulane? Uh, oh Ty J Spears. I love Ty J Spears. I love that guy. Yeah, that guy that guy I would love to I would love goodness. him. If he fell. I'd love him in Philly. I would love him in Philly. I I, I hope he, if, I hope he falls because he's smaller. Um because he's a smaller guy and like usually guys like that don't get drafted earlier on and if he falls to like the third round like i would, I would love i'd be i would love him as an eagle i think I i'd like him there. as an eagle more than i'd like Bijan, to be honest i hear you i'm good with him in the third round all day yeah you know i think he is incredible i remember when I, I watched him play like a couple weeks ago in the uh in their championship and i was texting javon i'm like dude why have i not yeah. been watching this dude all year i'm like this guy is <laughs> we, have, we have lots of guys who are like future eagle future sixer future, this guy who's the guy who's on um who's the guy on ohio state that we were like future that guy is a future oh. sixer doesn't realize it and he was oh, in every mock what? draft he was going to us oh ej liddell Liddell, Liddell, we were like, that guy's a sixer and he doesn't even realize it. And he was in every mock leading there. up to the draft. It was great. <laughs> now, 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 now I'm trying to hope for Trace, Trace Jackson Davis to be Trace the Jackson. Sixer. Yeah. 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 But, but we'll see. He, sixers don't got no sec, Sixers, I don't think, got no second round pick. So that's going to be hard, to, uh, hard to come by for, uh, yep. for, uh, for Trace. But hey, we'll see what happens. Eagles. Eagles, Saints, New Year's Day, one o'clock. I think the game's on Fox. If I'm not mistaken. You know where you you know where to check your local listings at uh, for the game <laughs> in uh and for the game in your area, the neck of the woods, wherever you're checking out this podcast. And uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap up this week's uh, this week's pod. Once again, appreciate Berg for jumping on with us to talk some Eagles, looking at the Saints, looking back at what happened in that Cowboys game, talking a little bit of betting, a little bit of everything. As always, folks, make sure. You're following the podcast on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Make sure you're checking out TotalSportsLive.com as well. Got a lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, like I said, Harrison's draft notebook from December is up there. We always got the Eagles weekly recap from Matt. That's always up there every week during the Eagles season. And probably during the offseason, we'll have some stuff floating there here and there. Also got some XFL draft stuff coming up. Harrison put together some good XFL stuff that will be coming down. The pipeline very soon. Supplemental draft is on the it was on New Year's Day, actually. So we'll probably put some things together there. And then obviously, like I said, draft season's coming up. Sixers still around. Phillies probably stay quiet, but that's okay. Flyers, they don't exist in this in this neck of the woods. Flyers don't that's exist. Right. <laughs> Flyers don't exist. And the Sixers are basically like in that period of the season where they randomly play like the Pistons and the Hornets over and over and over again. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like December yeah. to January. And then and, and then quietly we turn around and they're like 
two, they're like the two seed. And we're like, how'd this happen? They're like, oh, well, they played Detroit right. like a billion times. <laughs> just yeah, that petty, just that petty win. Pretty much, yeah. yeah that's, that's, exact, that's exactly how it happens. And like I said, make sure you're checking out the pod on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor, YouTube. Like I said, this podcast will be on will be on YouTube. Make sure you'll be following us on Twitter. If you're watching this video, it'll be scrolling down at the bottom of your screen. Shout out that uh stream yard for that cool little uh widget there. But I think that's it. Anything else I forgot to promo here on the show before we uh wrap up? Sounds good to me, man. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate you guys for coming on. Adam, you know, great to be on here. Yeah, man. Harrison, thanks for having me, dude. I gotta I gotta I will hype your stuff, man. I gotta read your draft notebook. I'm really excited about hey. it. I'm like, you guys are two of the ones that I know that know like a lot of these guys that before they come up, like someone will drop a name and you know, Javon will be like Oh, this guy who played at Sacramento State and did this and did whatever. Yeah, we, like, we do that a lot in our team. It's great. We love it, man. It's throwing a lot random of the games at each other. And Dude, we're gonna have we got spring ball coming up. It's gonna, it'll be fine. We got USF. That, that's out. another one. Me and Jovan, we can go down the arena football. Uh, <laughs> names. I went so. so I went to the wing. I went to the AFL. I went for a, a bachelor party. I organized for a buddy like years ago. It was like 15 years ago. The AFL, the wings when they won it in new orleans and then the next like that summer the league folded for like two years but yeah arena yeah. football is dope man it's great yeah, it's i love sport, that but I yeah love we, that. we love spring football so xfl usfl canada i mean there's more than ever this year so oh yeah we'll it'll be good in, but you know great stars are where it's at man stars yeah, are hey, the team. bring them to philly man franklin field you know i'm sure we can work something out with the lacrosse team let's split yeah. some let's split some days like let them play yeah, let them play there they'll yeah. do it We'll be fine. So, but no, great podcast, man. Adam, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, definitely have. Definitely appreciate Adam for joining us. And make sure you check him out on VSIN. Obviously, this podcast we recorded, but he will be on VSIN <laughs> in the early hours of the night. So, if you're still up around <laughs> 2, 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning, you can you can, you can can go on the YouTube TV, pull it up on your phone, the iPad, pull up VSIN, and you'll see him talking, betting, and everything. Going on yeah, the NFL and betting this week. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. So for me, Harrison Berg, everyone have a good one, and we'll talk to you all very soon.